Welcome to another episode of Techman Talks Dynamics. It's 2024, so Happy New Year to you guys. I've seen you all before, Thank but you. it'll do. Happy um, New Year. Happy New Year. And to all our viewers. It sounds very, very posh, doesn't it? But um, also, it's our fourth year doing the podcast. And the other thing I saw last night, and talking to uh, to Dan, who does our videos, is our 50th episode of the podcast. This is Happy our 50th. Anniversary. So it all coincides with a wow. new, new season's worth of podcasts, and it's our 50th, 50th uh, episode. So, wow. We've come up with a really special topic today to talk about. Uh, but no, being the start of a new year, we thought we'd have a look at um, you know how your systems, business central dynamics, uh, how that's going to play out in 2024, what we should be looking at, um, what, what's coming, or but what you've got already and how we can utilise it and use it a little bit better. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be going into this year quite cautious. You know, it, it, there's a lot of doom and greenness and everyone's a little bit cautious about big investments. So I think... Depends what, where you are in the world, but yeah. Yeah, I think... It's still um, tough trading for a lot of people, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Margins are under pressure, aren't they? Yeah. Kind of yeah. Lead times are ever shorter and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, supply so. chains are insecure. So I think looking at what you've got, maximising the use of what you've got and automating uh, processes to make you more efficient it is um, something that people should really face. If you fundamentally come down to it, what do we, you know, what do we do for organisations? We save time. You could do everything manually. I mean, I hate to see the manual process that would run some organisations <laughs> these days, but effectively it's time saving. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, it's not complexity we're trying to solve, it's time saving. So that's where I think you have to look at where does, where do you actually spend time and the frequency with which you spend time. You know, it's, it's the old time emotion study, nothing's changed in 60 years. Because if you're doing something 10 times a day and it's taking two minutes and you're doing something once a month and it's taking 30, go for the one that you're doing 10 times a day. You, you'll save way more time and you will affect far more people who will get the process done quicker. Yeah. Okay, so I think as well as that, talking about the products that we work with, being on a SaaS platform helps as well because you've mm -hmm. always got something in terms of new functionality coming down the line. So if, if you've if you've made that jump to cloud, so there's two real reasons for that. I think that SaaS is is you know it, it enables that because a you can try something out on much faster. If if you're still on premise and you want to try out something new. You know, just creating a test system for you to yeah, try out and take what, days I, now I, on SaaS. I, I signed minutes. off a quote yesterday for one of our quotes, so for one of our customers, just to create a new test environment. Now they've got BC, CRM, and various other integrations that sit around it. So we have to, re in, on an on-premise environment, have to recreate the whole thing. Snapshot everything. Yeah. yeah make sure that um, we, we, we go through a process to make sure that, you know, we're not sending emails out of the test system and all those kinds of things. That is just so easy once you're on SaaS. It is. It, it just. Ha it's just so easy. Plus, I think you know, um, AppSource gets criticised a lot, and rightly finding stuff on AppSource. But when we signpost stuff that's on AppSource and say, "Try this out on SaaS," you can try it out in yeah. minutes generally, yeah. um, and and that gives you a lot of confidence. And you know, you get a sixty day trial, and all. You don't have to have it added to your license before it works and all this yeah. sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of blocks. So I think you you know you have a lot of agility. You can you can execute a lot quicker. You can try something out. If it doesn't if you don't like it, you don't want to do it, yeah. you can bin it. 
and you haven't invested so much time that you've got to follow through, which generally by the time on premise. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, just a, well, a yeah. day's work just to create the environment to put it in. Yeah. Then you've got to add it. Yeah. Then you've got to license just, it. So, you, so yeah. it, it's yeah. kind of, it's a, it, it, on, on premise, you've got to be in a situation where you've got to be a lot of confidence that, yes, it's got to work. So you've got to lost, ask a lot more questions up front on SaaS. You can go try it out, see whether you like it or not, yeah. have a few conversations, and then, you know, you you so your time to value, your time to actually execute that particular change on SaaS is days weeks rather than potentially months on premise and I, I so I, I you know and I know our internal teams they kind of now roll their eyes on premise don't they because they know how much work they've got to do which is routine boring not very exciting stuff that actually you know yes we need to do it and we will do it and all the rest of it but it does slow down and it's expensive and it's yeah. not a great use of time is it we all do this it's job not. to change you know we do we enjoy doing this job because we enjoy Results. enabling change yeah. results in customers and it's just so much longer and so much more difficult and of course being on SAS, you've got my favorite power automate so yeah, if we're talking about the connectivity process, works. Yeah, process yeah. Really works. Yeah, so if we said at the beginning, you want to be looking at the processes that are taking lots of manual time mm-hmm. and, and pe- you know where people are having to work through lists to find certain information, you can use Power Automate to kind of trigger that automatically. Yeah, you, you can run a flow off any record now. Yeah. And, and yeah, you want a customer so when card, this you, happens, you need to send this. a form or yeah. something like that. Click, done. Or even just to alert you. So rather than someone having to work, you, everyone see Send a form. Aren't you firing up Microsoft Forms and getting them to fill it in on screen so you get the results yeah. back as yeah. data but even better? We all know that you know customers have saved lists and each morning someone has to go through that list to see if they can do a certain thing with that order. Or yep. that, you know, Those kinds of processes can now be automated mm-hmm. relatively easily. And, we, and we've got some um, new features recently as well on SaaS, which is the business events. So something happens in yeah, you know, exactly. a customer yeah. goes over their credit limit is a business event. So it fires it can fire off a flow. A team or a teams and then you can teams message you can integrate into to teams, yeah, you and, can push and, the data into yeah. teams, you do adaptive cards. Yeah. You know, it just it just makes that whole business process so much slicker. And you know, you really could take you know, do your two minutes a day per person using that yeah. kind of technology. I mean that's that's new work. I mean it's it's low cost and it's mm. low code, but it is new work. It drives me mad that people don't use what they've got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen yeah. people are still accountants at the end of the month struggling with big fixed asset spreadsheets. Mm. Now that's that does it that's there. It's yeah. part of the standard license. It's really easy, really quick to set up. The standard training material to help you learn how to use it because nobody needs it modified. It's very basic. Um but this, everybody this, should this be aware of Microsoft the- Learn. This comes back to the old chestnut of continuous improvement, and and I think you know, moving on to to business central upgrade to SaaS and so on, you do get a lot of kind of post project um, stress disorder. You know, it's it's kind of um, it, it's quite traumatic. <laughs> it's quite a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, effectively, it's quite a lot of work, and I think people go. Oh, glad that's over. Just has a helpline, shouldn't we? Well, <laughs> counselling, yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think then you, that's all right for three months or so. But then I think you need to say, right, what? how are we going to improve this? And it's too easy just to slip back into, that's what it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and the, real value, the real value, actually, of, of Dynamics 
on-premise or on SaaS is the fact that you can you can continually look at it. It shouldn't be a static thing. It should be a continuous process of going back and saying, this takes us too long. This is too, this yeah. goes wrong too often, this whatever. Um, you know, and the simpler th- those things are, probably the faster they are to fix. Um, and, and you can, you know, there's a, there's a better way. So if you're spending 20 minutes a day on clicking different things and taking this from here and putting it in here or whatever, that's where you should be saying, how can this be done better? Yeah. And and some of the time we'll say, uh, actually, you have to apply subjective logic to that. Yeah. The, some of the yeah. time you'll go, well, yeah, that's just a process. We can power automate it. We yeah. can do something else. Or there's else always and, something in the system yeah. that will do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, people need to be aware that there's so many resources out there now that can just, all of your users can just access. So apps. MS Learn. Um, has Learn.microsoft.com. Yes. Thank you, Matt. There you go. Um, you have to put it on there caption that um there is a lot there is because i mean like end users obviously have their day job to do and it's hard enough yes. for them maybe to stay up to date with what's going on in their industry yeah. as well as you know focusing on what we do all day every day which is knowing what's new and what's going and i know we try and throw stuff out on the podcasts on on blogs etc but i mean we're jumping around a little bit but, but you've mentioned this a few times is having people within your organization and maybe not a full-time role but have some responsibility for knowing what's going on with your business systems and staying on top of something it can then payback like as you've said mm-hmm. already on what's in the box what you've already paid for what you're paying for as part of your subscription or what's coming in the next release that you could take and you know embed in your business and, and you said save time for 50, I, I, 60, 100 people within your organisation by having someone spending a few hours a month by trying to stay up to date with what's going on Our customers wouldn't go out and invest in a piece of machinery without having a proper servicing plan in place having a maintenance plan either uh, you know, and having people within the organisation that really understand how it works, but with it with a, a system, they do, and they shouldn't. Yeah. They should they should have exactly the same. So a huge investment, and to get the absolute most out of it, it needs people that really understand, and it is part of their job to um, you know monitor what's coming next, to look at the processes that aren't working and to not keep putting sticking plasters on it, to make sure that it's working as efficiently as it possibly can in the organisation. Education is a big piece, though, isn't it? Because you know, so often if we pick up new customers where yeah, you go and look at their processes, and you, you do know there's a standard feature that does all yeah. that, and you see this, the shoulders I'm, drop. It's like, really? I, I'm, I'm scared our customers as well. Because I'm sure I there's think, some of that as well. And, and, and sometimes people, they go in. People change over time. People the, change, the, the and we've always down, done it this it? way, and it kind of, you well, why? And, and I think you know, change is disruptive. And, and time consuming but that's where you need to look for the lower hanging fruit and I think you know that, that's where if you're not talking to your partner every quarter every half year about this is create a just a little kind of list of processes that, that you don't think I are optimal do. and then kind of is that what, what's the best way of tackling this yeah. and and we have now you know we have the best ever toolbox box of kind of techniques and, yeah. and capability and it you know power automate you get so many flows with in as part of your dynamics license so it's there already yeah. the fact that you're not using it you're making microsoft's profits bigger because it, it's not costing them anything you know yeah. so why are you giving away that money 
Something if one free, thing at this podcast is everyone should, if they've listened to it, should go away and they should make a list of thing, of those kinds of things that they're doing, those manual processes When your partner comes in, you should have a list. Speak to your account manager and work yeah. work with them to work out the best way to tackle those requirements. And I can almost guarantee that some of them you will be able to tick off. And, and don't very assume. Very low cost and very low um, uh, time, investment, time yeah. investment, which is meant, you know, and to I use it as a test. Even a process review, because, you know, they might think what they're doing is go is, through is an the area most, is the the most efficient. Yeah. Yeah. You know, d- don't say, oh, where are the gaps? They might say, well, that's fine. That works fine. But, you, you, know, you may be implemented you, three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Lots change in business in three years. Oh, you know, new you products come well, through and um, Now, your users have high expectations for what a system can deliver. Um, and if it is causing them pain, and if it is affecting their quality of life, I read a study um, when I was, I was doing a presentation with the customer day about how now people will leave jobs yeah, yeah, yeah. because they yeah. don't, yes. you know, because basically they spend all day fighting rubbish. with the computer system. They don't want to, you know, it, it affects. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you're, if you're, especially if you're remote and you're working from home, and basically you're sat there with a the system that you're fighting against day in day out. That you know, people people don't want to work with those kind of systems, and they will go somewhere else where where it's where it's much easier well, to work with, or that, where they have a way of right. I've got this issue. I'm going to pass it on to somebody, and they're going to help me. But I mean, even if it's you, life is too short yeah. to to waste time. The other thing, I, I mean, when you do that process review and and kind of highlight the issues that, that we spend lots of time on this, even if you asked that question a year ago. Look, technology is changing all the time. Our capabilities, what we know we can do today is is quite significantly different from what it was a year yeah. ago. There might be an app launched in AppSource that just does that, that yeah. enables that. Just because you asked the question a year ago and got an answer that wasn't positive, don't assume that it won't be positive now. Yeah. And and you know, yes, I, I suppose in the ideal world, we would remember you asked the question and come back and go, no, tick the know, box but that's... ask the question because um you know that that's difficult to to do to remember every conversation that we have when we have quite a few in in any individual day you know that, i think that's one of the things that you that customers have to appreciate about partners in a partner if you if you go back five to ten years i think most kind of consultants dealt with half a dozen customers a dozen customers because they did the implementation now, because we're doing stuff remotely and teams and all the rest of it, you're slicing into hours, you've got much more specialist areas. And so, you know, you're typically dealing with 30, 40 different customers at any point where you've got an awareness of what they've done. And then, you know, in, in partners like ourselves, you've got hundreds of customers. So you've got yeah, you know, um, a whole bunch. So I, th- I think um, that's don't assume that your partner knows that the right person in the partner knows exactly what you want to do and, and trying to achieve, actually ask the question. Yeah. But also, potentially your business would have changed anyway. Yes. So the, the discussions that we would have had five years ago would be would be different today anyway. Yeah. Um, well, we all know post-COVID, lots of businesses have changed significantly. But even without that, um, even within the last few years, things will have changed. And, and advice that we'd have given two years ago because of your requirements and because of the technology we now have will not be necessarily the same now anyway. So if people are going to go away and and try and and put together a little target list of of practice, what what are the tools that you guys have seen that offer the the most efficiencies? What have you seen work really well? I mean, for me, a bugbear, uh, I don't think everybody does this, is is going and creating 
you know, the proper cut down profiles for your sets of users. It's a simple thing to do and it makes such a big difference to the users and especially new users coming in as well. So you take away every field that you're not using, every link, every menu, and it just cuts it right down. And, you know, you want to get to the point where your user comes in, they look at the screen, go, yeah, that's me, that's okay, my day. So that's one of our workshops then yep. for this year. Especially if you go to a new system, it's very I think especially where people have come from old versions of the product when it wasn't that easy to mm. do. Yep. Um, and there's new tools to do it now and there's much better ways to do it now. And the other thing with the profiles now is that you can drop any, uh, when you're doing the profile editor, you can drop any field on any page yeah. without customization. So, you know, whereas before we used to have to build an extension for that or you have to yeah. go in the designer and all that sort of stuff, um, you've got that flexibility now and that should make you relook at the profile editor Agree from with scratch. We'll get, the, we'll get a workshop for that so that no one's got an excuse for that. James, anything else that you the, think? The, the one I go back to actually that we used internally in TechMan is the bank integration, which is saving us 20 minutes a day. You know, and it's just you push a button and all your bank transactions end up in your journal and it tells you who the client is. It picks the right client and, and drops it in. And all you've got to do is say, well, that's paying these invoices. And it's kind of, you know, we used to do the bank first thing in the morning and it used to be like 10.30, 11 o'clock before we got a list of who, who paid us and all the rest of it. Now we're getting it at kind of half nine and, and, and she's, she's through that process. And then the... You know, she's doing it in the afternoon as well because she can. So we've now well, in the ca UK cash, bank cash transactions. Flow. Cash flow is is probably a hot topic for many many people at the moment. So this but is it's really 20, important. It's twenty isn't minutes it? every business this, day yeah, this and is, with one account. Yeah. You know, and we have probably twenty twenty five payments on average a day. I would say some days it's you know some days points in the month it's probably three or four in a day, but other times it's kind of hundred. Yeah. Um, but when it's 100, that's even more valuable because she still does it in, you know, yes, she could, and she can post the amounts and, and get them off stop, even if she then later goes and applies them. Yeah. So it, it, it's just something. And, you know. But also, that, there's more coming in this area, isn't there? So once you've got that, then we, we hope to see much better bank reconciliation using AI. Using AI. Yeah. 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 So th this, you got this the is data. Just, it's it's yeah, almost taking is, a whole loop out of a kind of the credit because the credit controllers know what's been paid and what hasn't been paid, so they can start chasing quicker. So it, it kind of frees up a whole, and that's core finance, which I think a lot of people say, "Oh, core finance, not a lot's going to change there." It's the yeah. it's been the same for donkey shoes. But that, that's where you'll find the efficiencies, though, isn't it? Because those those tend to be the areas where people will do what they've always done, and it works, and it. You know, people don't always want to disrupt that. However, there can be massive time it, savings. Things like bank rec, things like fixed assets, things well, like um, using recurring journals and, and journal templates. templates. Yeah. It, it's not just bank because the, the best, actually the best use case I've seen of it so far is pulling in um, credit card reconciliation. Yeah. So if you take lots of credit card payments, reconciling those could be a bit of a nightmare and it would just pull it in from your merchant services provider yeah. and drop it in your journal so you can just post it. Yeah. Without, done. without moving a file around as well. Yeah, with none of this. And and kind of, you know, what... And the whole security risk as well. Now yeah. Well, the, the reason that's become available now is because of um, Financial Services Authority approval for it to, to happen. So, you know, that's that's why it's come to the commercial world from the private world because somebody's finally gone through all of the... Rigorous paperwork. I looked at that a few years ago, and it was going to cost like 
the lawyer's fees was just scary. A plus yeah, so sort the, of There's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of apps that we've got now around banking. There's the, the, the Yavio, is the, yes. the, the one that you referred to that will um, pull in the transactions. There's also a currency app that will allow you a live link to for, for currency uh, conversions. Trading. And trading and currencies. Um, again, probably something that has been done in the same way for forever. Well, that, but that's a game changer because, you know, most organisations, I think, have an agreement with their bank to buy so much currency or whatever. Um, with this one, you can say, right, do my payment journal, what foreign currency do I need, and go off and get bids on a marketplace. So effectively, it's bringing, you know, Amazon-style, yeah. Bet365-style kind of um, flexibility. Without someone manually having to go and check all these different yeah. things. Yeah, I, I think that's... In, um, in a couple of minutes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so saving saving money on your FX potentially um, in in a very different way, and you can you can forward buy as well, so that you can create the availability, so you've got certainty if you need to. My other bugbear is people exporting a chart balance to Excel and then producing all their uh, PNL and balance sheet from a chart balance in Excel when you've got finance reports which are so much better than they used to be yes. um, from the original account schedules. Look at them again. They are so powerful what they can do. Yeah. Even if ultimately you build them in there and export them to Excel and make them look pretty, they the, the what it gives you and the fact that you can drill down straight off, you can break it down by your dimensions and all those kinds of things that you just can't do on a spreadsheet. I mean, cu customers are, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them have transitioned to SaaS from on-prem and the implementation and all the questions about why we do what we do can be a decade old now. Yeah. And well, the software has changed a lot in a with, decade. With something like producing your financial reports, people have found a way to do it and the way they're comfortable with and the way they like. So and let's it, face it, the it deadline comes around and you yeah. kind of go, oh, I need to so do it So it probably quickly, was yeah. never really looked at as part of the implementation or the migration to SaaS. But the, 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 the software, the underlying well, software is so much better than it was and it's so much more powerful. Unless you, you re-implemented and you looked at every last thing on your migration to SaaS, it's a platform change. It wasn't a process change for 99% of things. And actually where you get the benefit as an organization is from process change, process improvement. So, you know, don't, don't tick migrate to SaaS. What migrate to SaaS will do is should make the process change faster and more flexible. The, the migrate to SaaS should be, the, should be phase one. Yeah, well, phase two should be then looking at what can I do with it. Let, it's not even phase one. It's kind of 0.5. It's yeah. just an enabler for the process yeah. change. I mean, if, if your look, process is going to stay you, the same forever, also, you might as well stay on premise. Yeah. You've also got to change that mindset to make sure that you're seeing what's coming that's new and that you, you're building that into the process. And you're using it. Ask the questions. The, the reason it's there is to make the software better and to make it more efficient. And, and really, that's what a lot of the changes that are coming in have done, is they just make the software easier to use, better user experience, and more efficient. But if you look at your trial balance example, the trial balance report, you can create an Excel layout from that. So you run the, you run the report. Don't, give people, don't give people a way, another way of getting a chart yeah, balance into Excel. But you Excel. don't need to then go no, you, type you in stuff in. I you get know, that. You can but, push uh, the data, But also, they should be doing out. that with a chart balance. They should be they producing a financial report and sending that. You can also push yeah, the financial report into a report Ex as well. Exactly, which would so be But your reporting pack should be coming off a financial report 
that, that, that yes. has consistency about it. But ex- Excel layouts are new. How many people? How many people still don't put their budgets into BC and then have them separately, and then have to do? Um, manual reports yeah. at the the end of the month to pull them all together. Well, prior year comparisons. It's oh mental. Absolutely you know which mental. which business doesn't want to know where they, how they are against what they were doing last year. And again, if you want to understand how to do this, you don't have to pay us for training necessarily. This is all standard features. Yeah. If you go on um, learn.microsoft.com. Thank you, Matt. Um, then, then it, it does tell you how to use it all and, and talk. And actually, the those courses are very straightforward and kind yeah, of yeah, because it's a fairly they standard talk practice, through yeah. simple yeah. at a simple level. It's not complex. You mentioned this before we started that as well. It sounds like a massive job for one person, and maybe it is. But you talked about looking at this in individual roles. So if you're the FD, you're going to look at it from your angle, and you've talked a lot of financial reporting and the budgeting, etc. Yes, yeah, guess my background. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> and those, so when you see those things in the software in the solution, you know that's that's what jumps out and. But you can also get very blinded, but that's the way we've always done it. But then you've got the, maybe the warehouse manager looking at various things that are now happening. Yeah, e- yeah almost each individual yeah, area of the business role. needs their hit list for yeah. the year, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this is one of the early podcasts you talk about us on our 50th anniversary. One of the early podcasts I remember doing was the change in role from IT manager to yeah. business process manager. And, and kind of, you know, that for me, IT management, I mean, we, we're in the process, we're ripping the last few servers out of here now. And and we've had to rename a room in, in St. Mark's as the comms room because call it the server room. It doesn't have a server. So what the hell? You know, so kind of... It does have that, a 1997 mobile phone, though. <laughs> as we failed. <laughs> but, um, you know, so that whole kind of... It, it's changed on SaaS. A lot of the things that an IT manager traditionally would have done just don't exist as a task anymore. So that that role has got to progress. I do think you've got people across the business. I think you do need somebody who coordinates. Got to coordinate it, yes. The, but the to, warehouse manager starts deciding <laughs> that they're going to change something, and you know no, that, that yeah, should yeah, go that, through that, the, that, the process. Process. It's creating the list that then gets coordinated, and then you talk yes. to a partner where you say, right, yes. well, okay, then how do we pull this together? And, what's and when the, the partner comes in for their, you know, for their checkup visit, then it should be an hour with a warehouse manager now would or yeah. or actually what works better for me is a walk around so rather than bringing them into the room you go into the warehouse and have a look because when I do that I know that I get how do you do this and how do you do that and that starts conversations and it starts balls rolling that and we're happy to come in and do that you know if you if you um if it, for the new COVID, year COVID's you wanted over, to go yeah. through this process we you know someone will come on site and I um, I can probably can I say this? Yeah, I'm going to say it. Um, I can guarantee that we will find at least ten things where you can save time and, and save. Um, Liz said, "Yeah, <laughs> but that's, I guess challenge that's what we're challenge it's, us, it's right, and I think we can come in and do a New Year's resolution list with them almost. Yeah. And what can be improved? We can, can't we? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of um, some of them might be small, but they they they, they will be. But those quick are small wins. wins are the some ones of them will be quick wins. Some of them will be will be you know." mini projects some of them will be longer term things but i can guarantee that for for relative for, for very low cost At we risk can make of repeating, some big change it's kind of you know look don't expect everything you ask is going to have a positive response the the criteria we've always used is would we spend our own money trying to do this yeah. well you you called it about apps and, and there was a conversation i picked up on yesterday that someone i think we'd looked at quoting some work for somebody which is in the region of 20k for for this mini project and then someone said, well, yeah, but we, we pointed out an app, which was 75 quid per user, and they only like five users on this. Yeah. 
makes a massive decision. I'm going to invest yeah, that yeah, And then if yeah. it doesn't work, you know, or you, it, that app will continue to improve or whatever. Yeah. But they can trial it, first of all, for, for 30, 60 days. Um, and, and save them writing off a, a 20k spend potentially that trial process because if you use something that even you think it doesn't do x y and z you will get some good ideas about how you should design the 20k's worth of bespoke you're yeah, going to do yeah, yeah. so you know looking at there's no new ideas under the sun is there no, looking at how in. somebody else has gone through yeah. their loop and how they even if it's something that you don't want your stuff to do it's like i don't want it like this because that's rubbish you know it, it the, learn, the negative learn. is the, the just, is just to make the point the positive you, people shouldn't they people shouldn't be designing software around bad processes so yeah. if you've got a situation where Why? in the warehouse yeah. yes. you know you're you're asking us to 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 um you know, make the stock tech proceeds because people aren't following the process of moving stock when they should do it. Yeah. That's that's Fix not the right. Course. Yeah. Then you need to look inwards, not it's, outwards. It's, it's like the way the process where process doesn't happen as well. So you talk about the warehouse. You know, if you've got a pile of returns that aren't processed that have been there for quite a while, well, that's probably a problem. Um, you know, how do we make the returns process easier? Yeah, don't look just, at the root cause. Don't don't just try and I, I was fix talking to one process. customer last week, and you know, we we send we do a specific CSV export of invoice information that we send to them along with the, the PDF invoice, and it's kind of like, well, yeah, we we set that up five years ago, and I went, well, have we asked them if they've started that, doing any recently, yeah. <laughs> and, and it turns out. Yes, they have, but and, and we can really get rid of that whole process. We've had, I've had so many occasions where customers said, "Oh, we need to, we need to send this to the customer," and they and they say, "Actually, you know, do we need it?" And they go and ask it. The customer goes, "Oh, no one ever opens that." <laughs> you just just because somebody ten yeah. years ago you asked for it, boat. It, it, yeah. it is legitimate to say, "Do you still need this, or is there a better way?" And I think you know, if if, if a supplier comes into us and says, you know can we do this or have you got this capability or whatever I see that as very proactive I, yeah. I think that's a really good thing for your supplier to be able to try to make transacting with you easier well if they don't if they don't need the information it's they don't want it nobody wants their inbox filled with a load no. of stuff that they, well, they, they email don't is need. not the right no, way of sending anything is it potentially but, not but, um, but I've said it before you know I've always I always remember going into a customer and talking about them, them saying to me right I need this report I must have this report at the end of each month. And I said, well, what do you do with that report? I said, well, I put it in this folder, and then I take this folder and I put this folder on this shelf. It's apocryphal, isn't it? Yeah, it's and I like... said, well, does, but I have to have it, because yeah. that, that's what I, my predecessor told me that's what I have to do, yeah. and that's what I must do. Coming and that come on your backside, isn't it? That, you don't, you don't even exactly, know why. But it yeah. had come from the days where you used to close down a, a, a month end, and you couldn't get the information yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Whether, well, that was, you know, that... But that, that's, that's 101 of consulting for our, yeah. for our team, isn't that's it? That's why. Yeah, yeah. And the, why? but yeah. you, you know, they, kind of people, like, all of our customers can do that in You don't understand yeah. why this is being asked for and what the need is and what the driver is yeah. for is, then we shouldn't we shouldn't even be talking about how it works or the design. When we used to do the traditional upgrades, which have obviously slowly disappeared, we moved more people yeah. to SaaS. That was the first thing you did. Why have you got 300 reports? 
how many are actually using. So well, you, we, you we, we developed a tool, didn't we, to see how often they were actually being yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we but we, that on SAS. If, if SAS is happening, yeah, so that would be useful on SAS, but we probably don't, we don't go for it anymore because of no. yeah, in that because you don't have that yeah. period where you're right, we're doing something new, we are upgrading. It's a time to take stock and evaluate what we've got. I think what we're saying in today's podcast is that should be a regular thing. Although your software well, continues, it, it should of, be continually, you know, as you said. A, lo- a lot of reports went to customised lists, which had yeah. lots of extra fields dropped on. And the problem with dropping extra fields on lists is, is you know, <laughs> depending on the type of field that you drop on, it can have a big performance impact. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting up an item list and you've dropped a, you know, the quantity on inventory on that item list it's got to do not just display the 25 lines on that list it's got to do 25 calculations to work out the total of the item ledger entries but if that, that. is really so that useful information if that's really useful information and it helps people then there's other Space. ways it can be done there's other ways of doing it exactly but you know profiling um in effect we don't that, that's it's a combination it's now just it, there's no development work to do it's a conversation about the best way of of doing that and and we have a different set of tools than we had a year ago for doing that so our answer would be different and analyze mode. going back at, yeah. you know going yeah analyze very good point um you know, so going back and looking at and, and coming up with better ways of doing it, and yes, there's some cost there, but there's also some benefit in that if we eliminate ten of your customized pages by doing that, you know, then in effect yeah. you you've got less to test at upgrade yeah. time and all the rest of it. Most it will uh, just work. Most transactional pages are now there available at the box so yes. whereas you used if you wanted custom ledgers you used to choose oh, a customer okay. go to the screen take off the filters and then do something with that data yeah. you know those Direct. customer ledger item ledger entry they're value just entries there, they're just there they? now as standard yeah. screens and you can go analyze mode put filters on yeah. save filters we know the search functionality where you can search for a term and it, it brings up the right page with the with yeah. the filtered list already there it's kind of like you know so that comes back to the training and that's part of the kind of the basic, you know, we do an introduction to Business Central for new customers coming in, um, you know, that's half day and we teach them how to navigate and, all the, all, and filter and all the stuff. Again, but education, actually, what, we do, what we do in that today, yeah, but what we do today is very different from what we'd have done three years ago. Yeah. There's yeah. more yeah. the different capability mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And yet how many of our existing user base have kind of, understood the changes over those three years and adopted them. There's a hard enough task for our consultants to keep up with this. Yes. Yeah, let alone, yeah, and that's their day job. But we do work quite hard at picking out, you know, what is really valuable and pushing it out. So that information is there. But if they miss that and then, you know, they can be off the boat for a long time. If we're talking New Year's resolutions as well, I think we should mention data and, you know, the responsibility to, to maintain good quality data and the amount of difference that makes. So whether that's you know, we've all done one customer of the day. They've got their their item. They've got multiple companies. Their item data is in a mess. They've got the same code in both companies that different relate things. to two different items. They've got the same. They've got same customers in both, but have different codes. So you know that kind of there's 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 ways of better Confusion managing that data now. Whether you use like a, a data sync app or a, a flow or so an all power automate or something. To manage it, there's lots of ways to do the that standard, better now. The standard master data management yeah. in BC and it's, now, it's, isn't it? it's, of course, yeah. And it's there's um, it's it's time consuming to do it, 
but surely the benefit long term to doing it is 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 massive. Well, can I put, call out another app? Go on. Which is a clever one this time. So Liam would be pleased. Cle- clever data validation. You know the fact that you know you have a, a a registration number on the on the customer or a VAT number on the customer. Okay. So now you can set up a data validation rule that says if this VAT number already exists, don't allow the customer to be created. You know, which just stops your deduplication yeah. um, and and things like that that are just like wow. Yeah. And it's kind of you you, you know. You, you hit that problem first, and and once you've got two customers, uh, two customer records for the same customer, merging them back oh, together is just yes, like yes, it's a mess, yeah, and it's, it's kind of horrible. it's horrible. Well, don't forget, you can merge customers though. You can, but standard, a, but yeah, people forget bit. about it's that. Same with items as well, though, isn't it? If you've set your item up with the wrong costing method, yeah. and you start transacting on that item, you've got no choice really but to dump without it. Without item you know. tracking, and it needs. And it yeah, so if, you, if you've done that to one item, that's not so bad. If you've done, if you've imported a hundred items. Yeah. And done them all wrong, then so, that's a much so, bigger problem. So, you know, getting your rules about data validation into, you know, a lot of, probably historically we say one person needs to own the data, the master data, but that puts a lot of pressure on one, one person to remember it all and get it right. Setting up a few records to say this is a rule I want to do, and it's it's data driven now. Yeah. It's not. And it's part of Clever Essentials. And it's part of Clever Essentials. So, so a lot of our so customers already have So a lot of, about, a lot of our customers. Yeah. In fact, nearly all of our SaaS customers will have that. You know, so a New Year's resolution for me on our internal system would be data validation to set up a new data validation rule every month. And just like put another Let's one in. Let's do another workshop. Let's do another <laughs> workshop. Yeah. Right, it's so like, let's recap then. So New Year's resolutions. Sounds like you're creating loads of workshops for your resolutions. <laughs> well, one of the, one of the things that we happy. did at the end of last year was a, a customer survey to try and pull out, you know, are, is the information that we're sending out, is it valuable? Are people getting it? Are they reading it? Is, do they find it useful? And that was to try and work out the, our kind of communication strategy for this year, mm-hmm. which is how often should we run workshops? How often should we send out updates? Because we don't want to, you know, fill up people's inboxes with, so, we've got so much information we could share. Yeah. But the, we it's we need to make sure that we're just sending what's really relevant. So um, we really welcome that kind of feedback and really thank people that fill that in because it's helped us then structure how we do it for the next year. But certainly the New Year's resolutions, I think, should be that everybody should be looking at these areas of the system that where they're doing lots of manual work, lots of duplication of effort, lots of repetitive tasks, and looking at kind of a hit or list of how they can tackle wrong. that. Yeah. And then secondly, looking at the data. Yeah. Volumes uh, of data as well. But also yeah. looking at education um, of the users and making sure that they've got access to... Um, Learn.microsoft.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, but any other tools that will help them use the system more effectively so that mm. they can... And the data is going to be self-perpetuating. Things. If you get your data right, there are then tools, as we're starting to see with AI creeping in, that will work far better oh, if your oh, data that, is, that, is good. That's one of the reasons I brought up data, because if you want to start to take advantage in the future of things like AI, then your data needs your to be good quality yeah. because... You don't want to make decisions based on crappy old well, com- data. Coming down the line, as we saw demonstrated towards the end of last year, 
is uh, the ability to have a little bar appears on the side of BC and ask it a question about your data. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, who's selling the most products you know, of this yeah. from this? Pro- you know, sorry, who's buying most from this product range? Yeah. And it will go along and find that information. Now, if you've got rubbish data in there, you have sales orders that are left open for five years, purchase yeah. orders that are received and yeah. not being never, orders never finished. Yeah. 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 Someone's, yeah. Put, someone's put the invoice on and not matched go, it. So yeah. The receipts sat there. Go and start yeah, that now. Please, you know, we, it's, we, it's we, we've got lists and we've got checklists of things like this that we can help um, you know, and, and, and that can be time tidying up your data can be quite time consuming mm. isn't it, it yeah. is. so it this is. comes back to if we can shave a couple of minutes off each you know sales order process your transaction process then you get the, the strategic time back to make your system and, and you get into that productivity cycle which is so important for you know just user sentiment you know users will when they see something that's continually improving they'll buy into it and they'll they'll get their shoulder behind it and they'll help to improve it even more and it kind of starts driving the whole thing forward and also you know uk plc the way of turning around the negative sentiment that we hear in the press that we started off with this is productivity productivity in the uk specifically and in and europe is is not where it needs to be and and part of that is kind of you know, I think systems yeah. have got a part to play in making people more efficient. Yeah. The yeah. analogy you so made of buying... house in order, and then you can start to take advantage of all the, all the, all the really clever stuff. You, you made the analogy well. earlier that you wouldn't, a customer wouldn't buy some new machinery without training it or investing. You'd also make sure it was serviced and all of those things. Yeah. And if you do that with your system, because otherwise you are just building up a problem for down the line, that's going to be a major people. If you deep chipping away at it and keep looking at how we can improve and get your data right and all those things, when the new functionality comes you'll take advantage of it and you'll be ahead of the game. Dynamics is a complex machine, okay? It doesn't have to be complex for the users, but it is a complex machine. That's where its capability comes from. You, would, you wouldn't have a complex machine on your production floor and then, you know, one operator comes in and they get two days and over from the guy who's leaving and, and kind of then left in charge of your... Yeah. your machine and and if you look at what you've spent in dynamics over over a 10 year period i bet it's equivalent to you know in subscription and all the rest of it it's probably equivalent investment for your business to as to anything that, else that, that you might that some, you might some spend. of the other yeah. stuff yeah. and what's the impact if it goes wrong yeah. yes it doesn't stop one process it stops them all yeah okay well that's quite a Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> place to finish. I no, think, it's uh, positive. It is it's, positive. It's, Look, it's, it's the, the New Year's resolution. The message is what, to go what's out. What's yours, Liam? My resolution? Well, <laughs> back onto Botox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, there's lots of, lots of resolutions which have already broken. <laughs> <laughs> that dry January sailed, I think. Uh, dry January the 1st, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink dry January. I only drink uh, dry wine. Ah, I like it. I like it. Very good. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us on our 50th episode. And uh, we'll be back soon with more Techland Talks Dynamics. Thanks, guys. Bye.